0: Hey there! Thank you for listening to the Student Life Podcast. Before we go into this episode, I want to take a moment of consideration for all the people out there that are in a difficult situation right now. Because of the restrictions to tackle the spread of the coronavirus, a lot of you might not be able to go outside or visit your family and friends for a while. Remember, you're not alone and there's a lot of support and activities you can find online. If you're looking for some extra support or if you want to support a fellow student, you can always reach out to the Student Life Coaching Instagram community. That is student underscore life underscore coaching. I will also release some extra episodes of the Student Life podcast in the next few weeks, so you can stay occupied with that. And if that's not enough for you, you can also read my blogs, download one of the free exercises and tools, join an Instagram Live session or one of the webinars that I'll be giving. It's all free, so if you're feeling a bit lonely or isolated these days, join the Student Life Coaching community and find all the support you need. And if you're not in a city lockdown or in self-quarantine, take some time to support the people around you. Maybe your elderly neighbor needs some groceries, or you can walk somebody's dog while they're sick. Take care of yourself, stay safe, and I hope to meet you soon in the Student Life Coaching Instagram community. That is student underscore life underscore coaching. are listening to the student life podcast i am katinka van kan a student life coach and in this podcast i discuss different topics and challenges around life as a student and i do this with students teachers and other professionals so sit back relax and enjoy this episode of the student life podcast this student life podcast we're gonna do something a bit different than the other episodes that we've recorded until now with me here today is Jeroen welcome Jeroen Uh, you wanted to be in a podcast and you asked me you kind of challenged me a little bit to just (laughs) have a conversation and see where that takes us and I thought that was a very good idea so that's what we're gonna do now we're just gonna have a, a chat and see where that takes us I know a little bit about you already you're a singer you sing you are also busy with awareness and everything around that yeah. and um, well let's start with that what should we know about you
1: what should we know about me oh that's such a hard question <laughs> i love crocheting i love plants i love spiritual insight i'm working now a lot with emotions mm-hmm. and specifically on the energetical plane so a little bit more okay. subtle than environmental mental perspective on emotions uh, which is very challenging for me it's nice and i'm reading a lot about this is I'm uh, reading a lot about like the, the sort of collective evolution yeah. of humanity and how we sort of have our individual place in that and that's something that's very inspiring to
0: me. Yeah, it's beautiful. Where did this interest start of you about the awareness, the spiritual level, the emotions that you're getting involved in now? Where does that interest start
1: I think I think it's been a long line, so uh, I, w- I was not very accepted as a child, and uh, you come in this sort of place where, or I came in this sort of place where I needed to sort of transcend some stuff in order to sort of stay alive, and I think it made me sort of move into a more spiritual perspective look at life at a different angle and look at people from a different angle so I started seeing people's pain and I started seeing where the bullying was coming from and I think this sort of sparked this interest of like oh there's something beyond yeah. what is happening on the physical plane beyond the interactions that we're just seeing around us and then that took me first on a sort of I'm gonna fuck all this life yeah I go <laughs> to them and party and uh, use all the drugs and when that started to make me feel really lonely I came across creative consciousness. And that sort of sparked a whole new revolution in my life where that system and that knowledge really awoke something in me. And from there, I started attracting more different different ideologies, different perspectives. And I really started seeing like, hey, if I can find more perspectives, I can sort of start looking around the tree. And instead of standing in front of it and not being able to see what's behind it, it started giving me this sort of 360 view. And that excites me a lot.
0: That's beautiful. So it's been a bit of a journey then. Oh, it's been a hell of a journey. (laughs) So are you studying right now or are you working? No,
1: I'm studying emotional coaching, which for me is, uh, I love creative consciousness and it was very mental, which is for me very easy to sort of go in my ego thoughts and escape into, which was not a good match. So this is really a sort of thing where it's like, oh wait, if I listen to my emotions, they will guide me in a way that my mind could never, so it gives me sort of freedom that I never expected. So that's what I'm doing now. And I'm writing a lot as you have seen maybe on Facebook
0: yeah I did see and I loved the last thing that you've been doing which is well let me fix that for you is what you called yeah, it changing yeah, yeah. music or the lyrics of music Absolutely, these days yeah. pop music into the more positive side because that's also what attracts me in a lot of music that's very very emotional it's mm-hmm. always emotional but a lot of inspiration is what we get out of the maybe sad things in life or the hurt and then we try to fix that by expressing it in music or listening to music and you're kind of doing that from the other side now
1: yes, I, I, I love that music has this emotional aspect and I think it's very good also that we resonate with these emotions and that it gives us a sort of safe space to express this in. Uh, And I also started noticing like, hey, this is also conditioning me in a certain way. And especially the song that I did now, Don't Let Me Get Me by Pink, it's very much resonating on the shadow frequency on like a a dark space. Like, I don't like me. And I realized like, hey, this is something that's so deeply ingrained into my system because I loved this song when I was like 15. How great would it be if I can flip it into the gift aspect of the same energy? and I started writing it and it was just super exciting yeah I love it <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun and then people came with other suggestions they came with like uh, I got a feeling which is yeah. like this sort of party, drug, uh, alcohol uh, spend all your money kind of anthem it's like, oh, also man. something you
0: can relate to also <laughs> yeah. something I can relate
1: to yeah from, from like a past me and then now it's like oh but it's just a regular Tuesday and I'm going to work and I do my yoga so there's al- already something bubbling there. It's like, hey, can I translate this into something that inspires me to just go go through my day in a nice yeah. way and to have some joy and to have some censoredness instead of like splashing everything all around. So, yeah, that was yeah. a really very practical way for me to really apply this uh, transmutation. It's
0: kind of also being grateful for what you have and actually being able to be happy with that, even if it's just I'm um, getting up, doing my meditation yoga, and then there's work and then there's groceries. And, and then you and have and your you night you go and to and yeah go and, uh, yeah exactly yeah. just <laughs> normal days but finding the happiness within that and the gratitude within that instead of having to find it always in the in the sad place negative place I think it's good especially a lot of amazing music came out of that but I love this approach about just enjoying the moment and like you say that gives me this bubbly feeling inside already just that I'm able to get up
1: and it's for me also I think it resonates a little bit with, with like spiritual escapism so for a long time I was very much living in this sort of spiritual plane and not really grounding it into like practical daily life things. So that daily life is also, spirituality is nothing without groundedness, I guess.
0: You have, you have to have one or the other one doesn't exist, right? Yeah, you can't, yeah. Have a,
1: you can't have heaven without living on the earth, yeah. without having both feet on the ground. So I think it's also for me that daily life is such a reminder that I am just a human being. And, of course, I'm plugged into a lot of different energies, but this human is my reference frame. This human body is my reference frame, and I have to sort of care for that first. And when that is grounded, and when it's safe, and when it's nourished, there is something that's able to flow through that is not, like... I don't know, you have these people that... uh, And it's not necessarily a judgment, although it is a little bit, that are so fluffy and light... That they're yeah. sort of floating and that like, you almost move through them when you, when you reach right. when, when, when you, when you out to them. And I started realizing, like, hey, yeah, that's really nice that you're way up there, but then some of them I see that they're very unhappy with their daily life because like uh,
0: it's still the reality that you live in right here on this earth with the things that you have to do if you want to have a house you have to pay rent so you need to Absolutely. make money it's the things that you cannot escape and shouldn't have to i think yeah. oh that's great <laughs> <laughs> so what's on on the rest you're in the middle of your journey i think when Absolutely. i hear you speaking yeah. and when i look at myself as well this is a never and it should be mm-hmm. a never-ending journey yeah. so what's what's ahead of you maybe short term well, what's, what's
1: well like like business-wise i'm not very sad or i'm savvy but i'm not really in any dough. Uh, <laughs> I love money. Money is great. Everything is money. I don't really like how some people spend money, but money in itself is such a nice thing to have and such a nice thing to gain more freedom with. So yeah, like increasing my relationship with money and being able to use it in a way that is supportive for me but also supportive for my environment. I think yeah. that's an important next step. And business, like showing up. So I'm a musician, I write my own music. So, yeah, I think being an entrepreneur is a spiritual path in itself. Like, yeah. if you want to overcome your limitations, go be an entrepreneur. Everything will show up. Definitely. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything. Every day. Yes, everything. Every day. And I think what you say, like, every day, it's, it's about consistently showing up. And also showing up when you're laying in bed. You're like, oh, I feel so crappy today. I really don't want to do anything. It's like getting into this mode of, like, okay, this is not my best day. I've had better ones. And I can still get, uh, get behind my laptop write some stuff, help some people. Yeah. So yeah, just consistency very much.
0: So it's also showing up for yourself, right? Absolutely. Because if this yeah. is something that you want, if you want this business, if you want to be this musician, then you have to show up for yourself and do these things that you want to do.
1: And I think mm-hmm. it's a thing that I overlook sometimes and, and maybe other people as well. It's very vulnerable yeah. to show up every day. It requires a lot of courage. It requires a lot of pushing through. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on.
0: So you're studying the emotional coaching? Yeah are you working besides that or is it just all your entrepreneurship no, your so business I'm
1: I in the privileged position that I don't have to work right now so that's really nice it gives me a lot of freedom to work on some other, other stuff there are still some attachment issues that are like coming up now and again yeah uh, <laughs> uh, if you'd ask my psychologist there's a whole list <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that's stuff that I'm working on also again about vulnerability and about connection yeah and apart from that I'm really looking at like what's my flavor
0: Oh, what, like, is, what is your flavor? I
1: think I've been reading, it's, it's what I told you about the evolution of humanity as a whole. Mm-hmm. And out of the system where you can sort of make a profile, there came this, this profile where it's like, oh yeah, inspiration is a very big thing. And the flavor of inspiration is like changing the way people think about other people. And that is something that really struck a chord. I was literally crying when I read it. I was like, oh damn, okay, this is true. And then see I think it's a lot about challenging expectations.
0: Because you're also, also on the other side of that, where You have people around you, you feel expectations. Some people even express the expectations that they have of you. Yeah. And what I see, and what I see with everybody that I talk to him as well, that we think there are certain expectations. It's like, yeah, I think my parents expect me to pass this exam, yeah. expect me to have this job. And then sometimes I'm like, did you ever ask them, no, no, but I know. Is okay. that true? Yeah.
1: of your own vulnerabilities and your own, my own that I have for myself and I see them reflected in other people and I see them projecting expectations onto me. Yeah, so I think I think there's a subtle flavour of rebellion. Maybe rebellion is not the right word, but maybe it may even disruption. Mm-hmm. So I like to sort of disrupt old patterns and then maybe sometimes find that one stone that is keeping this whole old building up. And yeah. rip out the one stone, and it all collapses and it's like, oh, like a ooh, Jenga. New. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a new paradigm. Uh, what's up? Hello. So that's what I really enjoy and this is like I I love sitting in the bus and then I just like crocheting so I do it mostly for myself but <laughs> I love how some people walk in and they look at me and they see this sort of masculine figure and they see them crocheting. And it's like, I'm confused about this and I like it. And I love that sort of spark of interest and that sort of opening that happens yeah. in such a moment.
0: Yeah, somebody once told me about an eye conversation, which oh is that guess. moment, exactly that moment. Somebody walks in the bus, they look at you, you look back, you have like this eye conversation, and then don't talk and just do your own business still. Yeah, that got me thinking. I'm like, oh, I love that. I think we should have more eye conversations in life
1: yeah, now that you say that I'm also noticing <laughs> that I'm making more eye <laughs> contact with you which yes. is nice I see this nice sparkle it's always nice to see people that have the lights on but which is something that I'm seeing more and more which I'm very happy about and I think that that flavor like that disruptive loving disruption that's definitely my flavor and then in my music I think I also sort of plug into like the deep emotions
0: but also adjusting them in a different way like you're doing I think this now. is what,
1: yeah. I, what I did with the Let Me Fix That and then I write my own music I think it's very much about like being human having that sort of smallness but then also being this huge bubble of energy and i think we're both you know a physical body but we're also sort of connected to all these kind of different planes
0: yeah definitely and at one point i always think at one point we were all like the same cell right that's right. where it started a gazillion years ago
1: exactly and that's a great thing to say because we all started as like what a single cell in our life and i love deep time and paleontology that kind of biology because it's so interesting how life will just keep adapting oh there's a new niche okay someone will move into it someone will move into it and make it work for them and it's been this way in in biology for for years and eons and millions of years and it is so in humanity as well blood flows or water flows wherever it wants to flow and fill up space where there is space
0: it will go through rocks even if it has to yeah
1: absolutely which is life is so persevering (laughs) life, life will just continue living yeah it's so determined.
0: But you have to grow to do that, right? You have to keep evolving. Because if you don't do that, then you'll just be stuck. So I think that's very important that we keep evolving. So what if there's uh, students listening now and they think, hmm, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. I want that spark as well, but I don't feel it. What would be your first tip for them to Ooh. start looking?
1: Well, I think like the, the spark comes from the inside. But what really helped for me is to look around my life and see all the things that are already there. So I, I love gratitude and I practice it less than I should. Yeah. Well, shoot is not the right word, but I l- practice it less than I want to. But sometimes it's so hard to find big things that we're grateful for. and may- Maybe when we're depressed or unhappy, sometimes it's good to like stand in the shower and realize like, oh God, there's warm water coming out of this thing yeah. <laughs> and there's a knob on my wall that I can turn. And... Dry
0: towel when you're done. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I have food in my fridge, I still have my eyebrows. <laughs> just just those tiny little things that we kind of tend to take for granted. And maybe it's like, oh, I just have free time now to lay in my bed for a bit. I can do that. So I think looking at those tiny little things and seeing like, hey, this is really happy. Or I have eyes to watch the world with. I have hands that I can draw with or play with or cook with. Or hell, I, have, I walk into the supermarket and there's a hundred kinds of tea that I can choose from. Yeah, I think those kind of tiny things really help me to see like, hey, it's not all that bad. So
0: start small because we're so used to, it. I think we're also raised in a way where we're only looking at the things that we don't have this is still the exam that I have to do. This is a diploma I have to get. This is a job that I want. This is the track record that I don't have yet, but I need to. This is the body, physical body that I don't have to have to go to gym training. We're always looking at what there is still to get, which I think is great because you need to have goals and go chase them. But don't forget to look here and now and then also look back.
1: It's like a scarcity mindset, which, as a humanity, we're very much plugged into that still in sort of collective plane. And I think this is also a thing. Like, if you notice that you're thinking from scarcity mindset, see if you can find some abundance. And it sounds like a really big thing, abundance, but it's such a tiny thing. Like, I'm sitting here with you. We're having this stuff that we can record this with. People are probably going to be listening to this. Yeah, uh, we are having a nice connection. There's tea. The sun is sort of like moderately shining yeah. through the wind. Now and then.
0: The wind did not blow away the house yesterday. Yeah, like <laughs> I, could,
1: I could look around the room and say, oh, I wish I would have worn different pants, or I, I wish my body was nicer, or uh, I wish that I came here more prepared. But I think it's, it's looking at the life from like, hey, there is already a lot here. That's something that sort of helped me.
0: Be grateful about that. And then with that, there is even more that we can still discover and experience.
1: And I think it's something that you can train your mind to do and this is, I think, uh, uh, what I love about gratitude and especially practicing gratitude actively. At a certain point, uh, like I, I started doing 10 things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I think many people that are doing our, our kind of work or that are sort of interested in spirituality come across this practice and yeah. say, like, oh, gratitude, ha, ha! yeah, yeah. But it's scientifically proven that it's conditioning your brain and your thought patterns to also start looking from this gratitude perspective instead of yeah. everything that you're missing. So I think it's like training your subconscious step by step, bit yeah. by bit.
0: And, and also your conscious mind, because I have periods where I do this. I do usually three things, either in the morning or before I go to bed. And when you do that a few times, then you start seeing it throughout the day as well. Yeah. right? And that's kind of subconsciously. Coming up, waiting on the bus, I'm like, oh, it's nice that there is a bus. Yeah, so it's also opening up new things throughout the day. You do this exercise, then, maybe in the morning or in the evening, and it changes things in your life. Where you look at even challenges. Okay, I'm not happy about this, but it's great that I have the opportunity to work through it. Yeah. For me, that changed a lot in, in the things that I was struggling with starting a business and then being on your own and oh, nobody gets me, <laughs> you know, those types of feelings. And then that really changed the game for me until I'm so happy and thankful that I even have the opportunity to start a business because a lot of people either don't have it or don't do it, don't, don't dare to do that. I'm like, okay, I can be proud for that, even if it's failing, even if I'm going bankrupt. I don't know, but there's always something that you can learn and do with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I can completely agree with this, especially like my time in Amsterdam, even though it was a hard time and it wasn't like good for me, it brought me where I am now. And same with the bullying and same with some other oppressive systems that I was a part of. Instead of looking at it and seeing like, oh, this oppressive system was so bad for me and I hate it, it also gave me this perspective of Hey, if I hadn't been in this oppressive system, no way in hell would I be so aligned with myself and being able to step up and say, This is who I am. I'm not gonna dim my shine for you. If you cannot deal with me the way I am, I will go into a different system or I'll create my own. Or I will not be in a system at all and just do my thing. Create
0: your own system.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I think by having had these experiences that made me reframe as bad, it centered me so much and it gave me this sort of power to just feet on the floor and say like this is me take it or leave it yeah so I, lo- I love that you bring that in that's really nice yeah <laughs> it made you very strong
0: in the end I think that's with everything in life everything we deal with it's always an opportunity it's not always a nice one in the moment but it's always an opportunity
1: yeah, and yeah. I think w- what also came up for me with gratitude is I started noticing that I didn't look at things as much anymore the, oh I made a mistake or something went wrong and then when I started like, okay. I just missed that bus. It must be good for something. And then you run into the one person that you were just thinking about. And if you would have been in that bus, you would never have seen them. So I think it also opens up this sort of different perspective of planning, <laughs> where, where uh, like, f- for me, I started noticing that letting go of this is a mistake and just, okay, this this not happened, and possibly it's good for something. It opened up my life to a lot of flow that wasn't there before.
0: Yeah, because we feel like we have to be in control always. Oh, That's yes. something after doing, you learn. I mean, especially when you go to university or something, there's things that you have to do have to be done in a certain time. So how do you plan time management? There's a lot of pressure on being good in planning mm. and time managing. And for me, oh, I'm, I'm hugely OCD in that way. <laughs> I've always been really strict with my planning. But at the same experience, I think it started for me about a year and a half ago. And somebody said, well, what if that is just not going to happen? What will that bring to you? Or if you start a day with just seeing, I know what uh, conversations I'm going to have, I know what people I, I'm going to see. But in between that, don't plan out everything, because that's what I used to do, right? Even getting up that time, taking a shower, that time I will be done. Then I'll be start blow drying my hair, take five minutes for that, like <laughs> up to that level. <laughs> and then at some point, yeah, <laughs> but also a bit of a habit. And, and this, it was about control, obviously. And letting go of that and just seeing hmm, where will the day take me or I will have an appointment and I know it will take about an hour. But don't be so set on that. Maybe it'll take 45 minutes and I can have longer lunch. Maybe it'll be longer than an hour and then, well, we'll just see how that goes. Mm -hmm. It opens up a lot of doors for you. You can just say this is a time that I have and trust that that is enough time. Yeah, absolutely. That is it.
1: And then trust also that there's sort of a bigger gameplay now. Yeah. Like I I like this saying, and I think we've heard it all before. Life happens in between the plans that you make, (laughs) and I think it's so true. And of course, it's good to have plans and goals and and to strive for them. And then, like in between those plans, there's these sort of moments of silence where things come up, and sometimes life surprises you in such a such a profound way. Yeah. when I look for myself at least that when my mind is full and my planning is full how little space there is to have this sort of surprise and it also leaves me depleted and leaves me yeah. tired and these small moments of like oh it's so nice to see you here how did you get yeah. here like wh- what's going on I think they're so supportive and it, it, it sort of moves me it, it gives me this sort of like spark again. Kind of like, there's something more than just my planning
0: yeah just what the, I have to do Yes.
1: Yeah. and I think it's having this openness of also allows for humanity and the universe to sort of throw little things into that openness. Yeah. I be mean like, hey, look at this, it's awesome. Yeah, hey, discover this. this. this is really yeah. Cool. yeah, look at this person, like, talk to them, they're really nice. And it's like, uh, oh, let's get a coffee in between. Yeah, sure. And I walk into the coffee place and I have this good conversation with the fun woman there, and I just made a cheesecake that she <laughs> tries. Like, oh, yeah, I'll try her cheesecake. Oh my god, it's so good. And it's also these little small interactions. I didn't really like people (laughs) for a very long time. And I still don't really like small talk, but especially like in the service industry, when I go somewhere and I have to buy something, I really love these tiny conversations. And then when there's gratitude from my side, there's gratitude from their side, there's this sort of magic bubble that starts happening. And that's something that I started to really enjoy
0: before you know it, you have free cheesecake. I mean, what more do you want to like I? Um, don't
1: we all love cheesecake? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's something...
0: Uh, I have this friend, she's from Bulgaria, and she moved here about 10 years ago. She has her own business here as well. And for her, it's such a weird concept, having your day planned out mm. in, in Bulgaria, or at least where she's from, that's just not a thing. And then she got so annoyed sometimes that she just dropped by my work and was like, come have a coffee. I'm like, no, I can't, because it's not my break now. Or I have th- this and that to do. And she was always like... Pfft. That's so stupid. I'm here. Come <laughs> <laughs> come, drink a coffee with me. You can do the work afterward. It, it takes like 20 minutes. And it's true as well. It got me a well, while. Uh, but now I do do that sometimes if I just run into somebody and, like, oh, just take, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, take that time for each other. And then who knows? Maybe uh, they have the next investor for your business there because that's my uncle. Or, you know, there's always things that can happen. They're writing
1: yeah. the a book. I'm like, and I takes you to the next level. I love that. And I think it's also something that especially here in Holland we're very much planning things, but it's taking us away from the present moment. Yeah. And like I I really started noticing the present is so important. And I think that's what we've been talking about for the past ten minutes. So (laughs) so important to be in the present moment and even though you have plans, have them in the back of your mind and know like okay, this is a framework that my day is sort of built around and like time is not linear. Definitely not time's not linear at all. So and and this maybe not a real experience, but maybe a subjective experience. But I just I've noticed time moving differently in different times in the day and different times in the week. And sometimes I feel like I only have twenty minutes and then I start working on something and like twenty minutes later I'm like I did three hours of work. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's also this sort of trust, like, okay, yeah, we are living in a sort of perspective that time is linear, but if I'm here and in the present moment, time has so much more space. Yeah. Does that makes sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear myself say no. this it's a little fluffy, but I think it's true. No, yeah.
0: yeah, I feel that. I always remember when I was younger, you go and you know, primary school, you go your friend's place, you play there, and then it takes forever to you be bored right when you're like six seven eight going on a play date and then it was like hours of boredom and then all of a sudden you have this idea you start playing and then after five minutes your parents are coming to pick you up right is that even though probably you've been bored for 10 minutes and playing for three hours but it, it can feel differently in that moment right. and I
1: think that's and especially when we're passionate about something like sometimes I can do so much work and just a tiny amount of time like, sometimes I write my best posts when I'm in the bus on my way to some kind of appointment. Yeah. Uh, not today. I was crocheting in the bus yeah. today. <laughs> but again, I got so much more done than I thought I would as I was looking at my work. It's like, oh, I only need to make these few stitches and then get all the cat hair out of the, out of the stitches. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it's done, you know. And that's yeah. also... Uh, and I think, like... like another another thing because you asked like as a student what what can you do to bring it back to, to yeah. that i found things in my life that have nothing to do with the concepts that i want to learn about in the physical sense mm-hmm. that are helping me a lot so i have a lot of house plants. i have about 140 right now oh,
0: i cannot even keep one alive <laughs> <but> <laughs> well i mean try i killed a yeah. few before i
1: started keeping them alive mm-hmm. and most of them are not thriving like most of them are just living but when i started buying them it's like am i making this long-term investment with this creature yeah and at the beginning i killed like a whole bunch of plants and then mm-hmm. at sort of when i realized like oh you need light true <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes basic biology okay yeah, forgot about, that, yeah, yeah. forgot about that yeah about oh i can drown you if i give you too much water okay that I was big discovery that. for me yeah. yeah
0: plants drown yeah plants yeah. drown
1: and. Oh, and you need less light, and you need more light, and you want to be outside. And by sort of me committing to this plant, uh, to these 140 plants, and seeing like, what can I do to learn about you so that I can fulfill on this commitment and that I can give you some kind of consistency? And to, to bring it back to student life, like that taught me to commit to something and to see like, okay, you are going to be in my life for at least like years, maybe yep. five, maybe ten. What can I do so that I can fulfill on that commitment? Yeah. So it really helped me to invest in things and to learn about things and to see like, okay, I'm going to fail at some point. You're going to kill a plant,
0: you're going to fail an exam, <laughs> but it. if yeah. you take that commitment, you'll get that diploma and you'll have woods exactly. inside of your house.
1: <laughs> exactly, and it's also like, okay, this is not working, this plan is not a match. It's not a match. Okay, I hate you. Fuck you. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw, chuck you in the bin, and I'll find a new plant that is a match. Oh. So that taught me a lot about life, and then the crocheting as well. Crocheting is a commitment, <laughs> especially if you want to like finish a certain pattern. It's thousands of stitches, and then if you like at the 500th stitch you miss one, and you come <laughs> over again in the in the next round it's like, oh, I missed a stitch. Mm, uh, I don't Damn like it. this. Yeah. Um, so
0: do you have to take it out then? Go all yeah, the way back? I have oh, to
1: take it out all the way ba- all the way back. And frustration tolerance is not my best. <laughs> 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 so, so that's, that's I would give it a 6, I say, yeah, out yeah. of 10. But it really like now I'm at a point after like I think crocheting for a year and knitting for longer, my opponent's like, "Okay, I made a mistake there. I hate this, but I'm going to go all the way back. Yeah. Take it out, do the stitch again." Make sure that it's right now, count all the stitches, and go again. And when I do that, and I know that I've done this, it gives me this pleasure at the end. It's like, yes, I did it right. I did it the way that I chose to do it. Yeah, so that really taught me like frustration tolerance and patience. Yeah, fulfillment precision. as well.
0: It makes you very aware of the amount of work that you're doing. That one, you made a commitment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push through that. But also the whole process that learns you things, and then in the end you did finish it.
1: Yeah, exactly, and investing into it and. Sometimes it takes months to finish something because I'm to throw it away. It's like, I hate you. And I will finish it some other time. But then when it's done, it's such a satisfaction. Yeah, it's, it's such a nice feeling. So I think that's also like we want things to be done very quickly on the internet. We can find anything within a minute. Yeah. But for me, it was all about finding things where I had to invest. So I started bouldering as well. Ooh. Like the first month. scary. <laughs> scary, yeah, but yeah. it's really good. And uh, just just for everybody that hasn't been, if you're feeling depressed, apparently this is the best sport because there's a lot of success experiences, especially in the first yeah. month, and there's a lot of social interaction, there's a lot of physical things, there's a lot of mental, like it's like a puzzle on the wall. So all of the yeah. bodies are being engaged. And for me, especially in those first months, were really helpful to get me out of sort of depressive mode. And then I came to this plateau, yeah. and at first it was again really frustrating. And when I realized, like, oh yeah, do I really want this? Do I really want to get better? And if so, am I willing to practice? am I willing to choose to deliberately do things that make me feel uncomfortable in order to get better in order to achieve the goals that I've set for myself and I did so I started doing the uncomfortable things and it was still fun but I really needed to now check like okay how can I spend my time in the boulder gym in a way that's going to support me to grow
0: to take it more seriously because then it also becomes a commitment and you have a goal, right? Exactly. To get better. So
1: yeah, it's uh, also n- like not shying away from discomfort, especially <laughs> if you want something. Being comfortable is uh, overrated.
0: Definitely. I always say 20% out of the comfort zone, at least.
1: Oh, yeah. And sometimes maybe even more. Because
0: yeah. like 20% oh. is still safe stretch, right? Because it's scary, yeah. but you can always do that. If you even go beyond that, don't do that with everything in your life, but take your picks, right? If there's yes. something that you really feel like, mm, this might be something for me, or I really want this, then just jump.
1: And I think what's important for people that are maybe maybe not in a very happy space right now, 20% can mean different things to different people. So yeah. 20% can maybe be getting up in the morning and going outside, even, even though you're not dressed and you smell like boo-boo. Getting up in the morning and going outside and going for a walk.
0: Answering yeah. a text message. Maybe yeah. that
1: even. Yeah, answering a, t- a text message or uh, making yourself a cup of coffee. Sometimes the tiniest little things can already be like fifty percent out of your comfort zone. I know for my for for myself there has been spaces where even getting out of my bed and going to sit on the couch and just continue yeah. watching YouTube can sometimes be such a stretch. So I think it's also like look at what your hundred percent is at this moment yeah definitely. the present moment and move from there and don't let yourself be guided by oh well he was depressed and he just got up and did his finals and uh, it was really nice but he's not you. Yeah gonna round it up up, (laughs) we can
0: talk forever i think (laughs) (laughs) but the goal was half an hour conversation we've had that i want to thank you so much i think it was a lovely conversation Uh, we can keep talking i think we will maybe a little bit after we stop the recording but thank you for this challenge it was a bit out of my comfort zone Uh, thank you for uh, inviting me in a podcast about we don't know what yet (laughs) I think we had a lovely conversation a lot of great tips that you gave find your sparkle start making those small little steps be aware of the here and now gratitude very important look at where you are where you've already been and then enjoy where you can still go so thank you Jeroen and uh, I'm really looking forward to your next uh, let me fix that for you song I'm looking
1: forward to thank you for having (laughs) me yes no problem problem. (laughs) bye
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Student Life Podcast. Do you know another topic that you feel needs to be discussed? Or is there maybe a challenge in your student life you would like to talk about? Well, don't wait any longer and get in touch with me. You can send an email to info at vankancoaching.com or find Student Life Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And maybe I will talk to you in the next episode of the Student Life Podcast.